Communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. Introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly.
Good morning, everybody, to uh, this program called Keologus Crack. This is uh, your host, uh, Con O'Connell, speaking. Uh, I've been listening to this program for a lot of times, and I found the standard was really, really poor, so I thought I'd come in today to kick it up a little notch. I have two um, kind of inferior people with me here, uh, Mark and Ken, who've been doing this. So my job is to coach them today and maybe improve the show. So welcome, boys. <laughs> ah, good stuff. That's some Con. intro, all right. Huh? Well, it's straight into the abuse, huh? You know, the sad thing is it's right. <laughs> <laughs> the other sad thing is nobody has a clue what he just said. <laughs> no one from Leeson Sligo anyway have a, right. a clue. We'll You're have to break it down for the rest of the Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're a brave man. Yeah. It was a great intro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we look yeah. forward to uh, spending the next hour with you here and having a bit of crack with you and un- getting the listeners getting to know you a little bit more but I'm sure I think every all the listeners I think our listener already knows you yeah, some yeah th- that one fell out there <laughs> and they've probably switched off right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not Dolores yeah. you know I what I like about this is that Con wasted no time we're only what two weeks after he he <laughs> bid this Cormac Monaghan yes. waited a whole year yeah. <laughs> to get it in yeah so fair play to you yeah well I, I want to thank you guys because um, the, the reason I'm really here is that uh, you offered up at the day at the races um, an, an auction item which was to spend an hour with you and uh, I was the winning bidder and it cost me I think 4000 was it $5,000 I think it was yeah, five. Yeah, five. Yeah, five yeah 5 yeah and uh, five ninety nine. <laughs> so, so uh, but uh, the thing is, the good thing about it is that the money goes to the uh, Celtic Studies program yep. at University of Toronto. So I want to thank you both for doing that. Oh, it's, you're it's very really appreciated. We're delighted to have yeah. you in here. Most people pay money to stay away from us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, But this is good to spend an hour with us. Yeah. And uh, yourself and Kathy did a, an amazing job, by thank the way, you. on the auction yeah. items. Yeah. It, it went was, very it was well. Great. Yeah. Yes, we were very happy. Well done. Yeah. So by way of an introduction then, uh, Cork, Cork City, you're from? Yeah, from Cork City. Uh, in the the south side near University College Cork. Okay, very good. Uh, which I drove by many times but never went into. <laughs> <laughs> the drive-by. The drive-by, yeah. <laughs> Too smart yeah, in their car. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I came to Canada in 1966. So yep. I've been here oh, almost 48, 48 years, 40, 49 years now, I guess. Wow. And um, and my wife, uh, Kathy, or Catherine, uh, Catherine I call her Kathy, as she's known here, uh, I, I had known her just a little bit before I left. But uh, she made a huge impression, so I went back, and she came out in yeah. uh, 1968. We got married here, and uh, I've lived happily ever after. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. We have an old tune lined up later on for uh, for Catherine. So we do. yes, yeah. and young O'Connells. Yeah, we got three kids. Uh, they're not young anymore, and uh, there's uh, three of them: Fiona, Sharon, and Mary. And they're fantastic children. Very proud to have them, and. Uh, they give us their challenges like everybody else, and, yeah. uh, but they give us more joy than challenge. Yeah, yeah well yeah. said. Well, well done, said. well done. I think there was another reason for the timing too. I know there's a Cork Association event coming up yes. as well, so I yes. want to chat about that throughout yeah. the show. Yeah. And um, there's a very meaningful hurling game on this weekend as well, and I know that GA is yes. a big part of your life. Yes. Controversially, perhaps, a little bit too, so we'll... Yes, we talked about a little that bit. Yes, well, I think sure. that's great. Yeah. Good stuff. And even with the other ball, big win for Cork City last night over Galway, 3-1. Yes, they're doing very well, yeah, actually. They yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. And uh, it's funny because, um, we'll talk about that later, but I did play... Uh, semi-professional I guess yeah. soccer and Turner's Cross is where they play now and that's where I play too so that has a lot of memories for yeah. me too oh, there. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. excellent did you play a bit of soccer out here at all uh, I played two games and I got sent off in the second game and then I quit <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was enough. It was, yeah. That's not really called quitting when you're ahead, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I did play with, at IBM, so I did that. All yeah. right, very good, yeah. very good. Speaking of well, soccer, gonna... actually, too, uh, UCD, I don't know if you heard, they got a place in Europa. Yeah, this whole fair play right? thing. Very oh, it's not right. Yeah, yeah. Cormac oh, Monaghan yeah. and and uh, dear Madonna, I'll be wishing they still had the boots polished up. I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, it's good for UCD, so they'll be in the knockout stages anyway of yeah, uh, Europa, which is uh, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And uh, a ball of a different uh, shape. The Rugby World Cup Under Twenty started yes. this week. Mm-hmm. Ireland got away very lucky with a uh, an extra time penalty kick. Wow. Um, and they beat the Pumas, the lads wow. from Argentina, eighteen sixteen. Wow. Yeah, wow. So yeah. Uh, it was a uh, it was pretty spectacular. Tomas Quinlan came on. He was a sub, <coughs> excuse me, and came on and kicked that penalty. And it was if you if you Google it and look it up, yeah. that was some kick. I'll tell Big you. Big kick. Yeah, left foot, yeah. Yeah. right over, and they faced Scotland. They're actually leading in the first half eight nothing right now against yeah. Scotland. Okay. Mm, very yeah. good. Good. Yeah. Well, I think we'll be. Uh, interspersing GA oh, banter throughout stuff, the show yeah. Yeah. so um, I think we're going to tear off with another bit of music uh, you've got an old tune lined up here I'd love to hear a bit yeah of it's a Ron. song that you probably never heard of like most of the songs I'm going to play today <laughs> as I said I want to kick it up a notch uh, uh, this one is called Cajun Cayley by a guy by the name of Ron Kavna and it's a it's a real mix between kind of Cayley and Cajun music and Ron is from uh, from Y County Cork and he wrote the song his father's from County Cork, but his mother is Cajun background, so it's kind of a real mix for the song. Wonderful. Very good. If you go down Louisiana, go deep into the swamps, you hear some crazy music, it can make you rock and stone. Now, I heard good old boys playing real down home 
family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For Monoman, Brendan Dolan and his team welcome you to the Irish Shabine Pub, Etobicoke's newest Irish pub at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. The Irish Shabeen has been inspired by tradition and a desire to bring you the best possible Irish pub experience. Enjoy our warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. Our menu has a wide variety of delicious pub fare, and we also offer a schedule of weekly live entertainment. The Irish Shabeen can seat over 150 patrons, and we also offer a cozy 25-seat centennial boardroom with a fireplace and a 60-inch flat screen for meeting and presentations. This unique space is ideal for your special event, team, or association meetings. Drop in anytime and say hello to Brendan and his friendly team or give us a call at 416-695-9178. Once again, the Irish Shabine is located at 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just a few blocks west of Renforth Avenue. All right, it's off to Ottawa, the nation's capital, to get the news from Ireland with Mr. Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, lads. It's great to be with you. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. Coming to you live from Bus Fusion in Albant, Ontario, at the North Lanark Agricultural Society Fairgrounds for the largest gathering of VW camper vans in North America. The news is brought to you by our good friends at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. We start with sports news this morning, where the corruption scandal that has enveloped soccer's worldwide governing body, FIFA, has reached Ireland's shores. Days after FIFA President Sepp Blatter resigned after winning a fifth term as the organization's leader, came word that FIFA had paid millions of euros to the FAI, the Football Association of Ireland, in January of 2010 for them to drop any legal claims following the 
now infamous Ireland versus France game in November 2009. The World Cup qualifying game saw French player Thierry Henry hand the ball before an overtime goal was scored on Ireland's net, costing Ireland a spot at the competition in South Africa. FIFA said that the 5 million euros was a loan, which was then written off after Ireland failed to qualify for the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, according to the Irish Daily Star. FAI CEO John Delaney said that he felt the Irish soccer, that Irish soccer had a legal case to be made against FIFA. FIFA issued a statement this week where it said that the 5 million euros was for the construction of a stadium. Similar funds of which the FAI had secured from UEFA. The loan was made on the condition that Ireland qualified for the 2014 World Cup. The Herald reports that the 5 million euros could not be listed on the FAI books as coming from FIFA because of a confidentiality agreement. Delaney has said that while nothing can make up for Ireland not going to South Africa in 2010, the payout was, quote, very good business. Delaney had previously called for tougher transparency at FIFA, but former FAI chief executive Fran Rooney told the Herald that the deal puts the FAI in, quote, a bad light, and that, quote, confidential payments of this nature are at odds with transparency. Just yesterday, however, Delaney said that the $5 million was actually because Blatter had made a joke on November 30th, 2009, about Ireland becoming the 33rd World Cup team, breaking the confidentiality he had agreed to at the FAI and FAI. FIFA meeting on November 27th. In crime news this morning, vigilante justice may have gone too far this week when a child rapist was beaten up by residents of Dublin city centre. Pedophile Danny Ward, 35, was living in a bed and breakfast located about 100 yards from two primary schools, St. Patrick's Boys and Girls Schools, as well as a creche and a playgroup. Ward jumped from a pub roof and fled towards Ringsend Park around 9pm on Wednesday as he was chased by a group of about 25 adults and teenagers, according to the Irish Daily Star. When he was caught on Irishtown Road, he got a few slaps in the face before Gardee removed him for his own safety. Photos of him lying bloodied on the ground have circulated online. He was later taken to St. Vincent's Hospital for treatment. He has been moving from different B&Bs in Dublin to avoid detection, but his cover was blown after a Facebook post went viral. We're parents who don't want this animal living in our community, one participant told the star. He needs to be taught that we don't want him or any other of his kind in Ring's End. Ward has been convicted of what the paper described as, quote, a horrific child rape, and a major alert about his presence was issued in Glasnevin, North Dublin, last year, when it was claimed he had been seen lurking outside a primary school. He is listed on the sex offender registry. In news from the north this morning, the Irish tricolour somehow flew over the Northern Ireland Assembly this past Wednesday for about 15 minutes, and still no one is quite sure who did it. The picture of the Republic's flag flying over Stormont went viral this week, as the traditional Unionist Voice Party has demanded a debate on the matter on Monday. The Progressive Unionist Party has lodged a complaint with the Police Service of Northern Ireland over the matter. The Assembly's management has told Peter Weir, the Democratic Unionist MLA for, the, for North Down, that, quote, these were rogue actions that are being investigated. There is construction work going on on Stormont's roof, with contractors having access to the area. Well, this week in Irish history was certainly a busy one. On June 5th, 1868, Easter Uprising leader James Connolly is born in Edinburgh, Scotland. On June 4th, 1651, the forces of Oliver Cromwell, under the immediate command of his son-in-law, Henry Ireton, commenced the Siege of Limerick. About 5,000 civilians died during the siege. On June 3rd, 1984, U.S. President Ronald Reagan visits Ballyporeen, County Tipperary, his ancestral home. 
On June 2nd, 1920, sports commentator Michael O'Hare is born in Dublin. He would later comment on 99 GAA All-Ireland Hurling and Gaelic football finals. On the same day in 1954, Fine Gael leader John A. Costello becomes Taoiseach, forming a coalition government between his party and the Labour Party. Also on June 6, 1986, Olympics, Olympic boxing champion Katie Taylor is born in Bray, County Wicklow. She is a four-time boxing champion and won gold for Ireland at the London Summer Olympics in the lightweight division in 2012. A busy police week, too, in the history books with May 31st, 1920. 1922, rather, disbandment of the Royal Irish Constabulary to be replaced by the Civic Guard and later renamed Angarda Shikana. On June 1st, 1922, the Royal Ulster Constabulary is officially formed to police Northern Ireland. And on May 31st, 1941, the Luftwaffe drops bombs over Dublin during the night, killing 28 people, injuring 90, and destroying or damaging 300 homes, making 400 people homeless. And that was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our good friends over at Aer Lingus. This fall, fly from Toronto or connect from more than 12 Canadian cities to Ireland. Fares from Dublin, from Toronto to Dublin start at $749 round trip for travel on select dates in September and October. And once you're there, get ready to experience breathtaking scenery and truly captivating cities. Air transportation charges, taxes, and fees are included. Our fall fares sale ends on June 11th. See why Smart Flies Aer Lingus. For more information, visit the website at www.aerlingus.ca. That's www.aerlingus.ca. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Kjol Agus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil. Oh, 
The jiving going on here, I, Catherine. I hope you won't be jealous, but Mark and Con were up around this studio. You are, you're out of breath, lads. <laughs> but we did have Love. a good time. <laughs> the fierce mover all together, Catherine. That is, that's what? Good. Oh my God! Tell us about that, Con. Well, uh, I, I was hoping this would be a dolan-free hour. Uh, <laughs> but, no chance. But I got outvoted by the misses, as they say. Uh, there is one, at least one other Joe Dolan fan in the world, and uh, it's my wife. <laughs> and uh, so I did. I did. Uh, I decided that uh, discretion was the better part of valor, and uh, we put Dolan in. So, so maybe later on we'll have something from Sligo too. Good call. Yeah, good call. Yeah, 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 not too much. No, yeah. not too much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah. Well, listen. We uh, at the top. We talked a little bit about the um, about your uh, your your affiliation with the GAA yes. and uh, somewhat controversial. Of course, we all remember the ban on the yes. GAA, which uh, which actually was abandoned in 1971. But you had a bit of a yeah. It was a part of your life, I suppose, right? Yeah. It's interesting because um, you know you talk to young people now and they don't even know that such a thing yeah, existed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up, uh, there was a ban in place, so you. You could only play if you played Irish games. You could not play what they called garrison or foreign mm-hmm. games. So uh, I played everything when I was a kid, like everybody else did. You played hurling, you played uh, football, you played soccer, and uh, I was reasonably good at all of those things. And then when I went to high school or secondary school, as we call it over there, mm-hmm. uh, we had a very very good Gaelic football team, and uh, for the first time in the history of the uh, school, we won the Munster Championship under 17 so that was a major achievement and uh, so we all got our nice shiny medals and then I went back to school the following year and I was called in by the principal who uh, talked about a chain being as strong as its weakest link and I didn't realize that I was the chain (laughs) until he kind of explained a little bit more and uh, the reality was I had to make a choice of whether I played either or so I went back to my father and mother, and my father is was an old IRA guy, fought against the, the British, uh, big GAA fan, and his dream for me would have been Croke Park, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. So I told him that you know I was facing an ultimatum, and uh, to my amazement, he just said, you know, it's a sport, you play whatever you love. And uh, so I went back uh, with my middle finger and talked to the principal <laughs> and uh, and uh, chose, chose uh, soccer. Right. Uh, but the good thing about it was that I was fairly successful at soccer too. So yeah. I did get to play for Cork Celtic uh, there. So oh, I good. think 
that was a bit of a, uh, yeah. a kind of a, an achievement anyway in that sense yeah, yeah so. it was an incredible those were incredible times and yeah, I suppose indeed. Yeah. soccer, rugby and in fact hockey were considered mm-hmm. those sports that you couldn't That's participate right, yeah. in at yeah. the yeah. time yeah. 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 and even after 1971 and you and I were talking about this yeah. earlier um, the rule may have gone away yeah. but but certainly the, um, the feeling the feeling yeah. didn't oh, right, and yeah. uh, the resentment mm-hmm. didn't yes. and particularly yeah. I think in some of the you know the schools like the Christian Brothers schools and the yeah. Patrician Brothers schools I mean I certainly I certainly was talked about don't be going off to play that yes. for it but I mm-hmm. ignored it because yeah. I was in a position where That's I right, could, you could yeah. um, and my dad would have had yeah. the same opinion as yours if you go yeah. off and play what you want right That's I don't right, care yeah. Yeah. so um, yeah. I'll come yeah. and watch you no matter what sport you're playing yeah, yeah. yeah but um, good segue into we have a, a song, song here yeah. that might remind you a little bit yes, of going to is, CGA yeah. games well this is a song uh, that probably people wouldn't hear very much uh, it's by uh, Margaret Barry who was known as the Tinker Lady yes and uh, was she really though uh, she was yeah she was oh yeah she was yeah and she spent a lot of her time in London but uh, she would have been exactly like the kind of people you'd see at a GA match uh, <laughs> you know uh, there was always fiddlers and musicians that would be outside with their caps out and uh, so she uh, she she sings like those kinds of people so it reminded me of the GA games too uh, the the, uh, the song itself is a neat one because it's called Down by the Liffey Side and I know one of your major sponsors here is Guinness and the song is all about the Guinness uh, factory so uh, so you can get into brilliant Funeral 
12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, a message from our friends at the Galway Arms, located at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke, and they invite you to come and enjoy some of the finest pints in the city. Also features some of the best Irish meals in Toronto, so drop in to see the Keane family, or give them a call at 416-251-0096, or visit them at www.galwayarms.ca. And as usual, it is uh, the Galway Arms, also Toronto's home of Gaelic Games, and they some big games down there in about 10 minutes' time. The replay in the uh, Leinster Senior Hurling Championship between Dublin and Galway takes place. Um, hopefully that uh, will be better than the first game they played. Um, anyway, that replay is on today. And at 2 o'clock, Kildare take on Leash. I'll be heading down there to watch that. Probably be myself and Mick Burke watching that one. <laughs> Sunday, tomorrow morning, at uh, it's up in Ulster. A big game between Derry and Down. That's at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then at 11 o'clock, while Connor's in the studio here with us, we'll get his opinion on this one. 11 a.m. Cork against Waterford, a replay of the national. Tough Leash and Kildare. Leash and Kildare, yeah. yeah. They're their favourites now. I'm feeling bullish about it. Well, a few of the lads gave the verdict to Leash. Um, Kildare are a bit depleted. They had three fellas retire and they lost three very good players to Australian rules uh, contracts. Um, Leash, on the other hand, have were uh, were mediocre in the league but finished strong. And um, Kildare and Leash would be the big rivalry in Leinster you know, for those counties. They yeah. dislike each other yeah. tremendously. But Leash haven't beaten for 10 years but I think today could be the day they'll have to separate you in the Galway arms then the <laughs> have to, fans yeah, on yeah. one side Any and the Leash fans on the other yeah. be fighting to kill there won't be many, all, there won't be too many fellas all to three, separate all though. three of them <laughs> exactly <laughs> now all just good. a quick comment uh, yeah. with the Galway arms we had a, an old golf uh, tilt that took Great place day. last week with um, Team Tommy and Team Eamon the Cider Cup the Cider on. Cup took place and uh, Team Tommy prevailed significantly Woo. 
and um, glad I to say it was on the winning side this year. Shout out to Frank, um, Frank Kearns. Frank Kearns was there, and yeah. you know I have to thank Frank because he was he was like a good caddy. He was giving me all the tips around that course. <laughs> I had never played Lakeview before, but Frank plays there regular. Yeah, and he was a great man for telling me hit it right, company. hit it left. First time uh, I ever spent any time with him at all. Now he was good, good bit of fun to be with, and I have to say he was a gentleman. He was. But I put my foot on his throat and uh, didn't take uh, it off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. the point there, Frank. So I, I have to. It's I good, have to brag about it's that. It's only a good job I evened it up, though, I see, on the other <laughs> side of the coin there. Poor old Ernie. It's the first time I ever played golf with an Ernie. <laughs> I actually golfed with Ernie Eves once, so I've golfed. Oh, to, yeah, he used really? to play. Yeah. I'm not bragging about that now too much, but I did golf. Did you hit him? No, I did not. No, I did not. I didn't even know who he was until like the fourth hole. Oh, I asked him what he did for a living. You did not. politics. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good I don't want to follow the old politics. Anyway, we got an old Tom Jones tune lined up here. Yeah, this is the Tennessee Walls, and uh, oh. the reason that's on there is really because it's uh, with the backing of the chieftains and uh, you know I think that the chieftains uh, like Riverdance they made a massive change in you know getting yeah. Irish culture out there because of all the people they collaborated with like Mick Jagger etc yes. so yeah. they really made a huge difference and I think Tom Jones got a great voice and this is a great song yeah. a, and, and the, it wraps yeah. up by the way the song wraps up with a little Polish mazurka at the end of yeah. it too so yeah. it's kind it's, of a nice mix it's off a great CD as you say with a lot of collaboration yeah. and there's a Sligo connection in here. James Blenner Hazard is a bass player who uh, from Sligo, yeah. who I spent a few nights having some pints uh, there sometimes, yeah. but uh, he's on that. He plays bass on this, uh, on this album. Say he did the buying. Yeah. <laughs>
there. Tune. Well done, Con, picking yep. that one there. The compliments are flying in here just before we talk. Geraldine Brown just said, you're doing a great job. You made her very happy with the Joe Dolan song. Uh, so, congratulations. She's got bad taste too, right? Oh, is that? That's three. That's three fans, Con, now we can count anyway. From yeah. Tipperary. I still, have, I still have a few fingers left if we have to fill out the two hands. So, good. Uh, she, she also just, uh, she wanted to thank everybody for their support at the Open Door Cayley dance last week. It was a very, uh, it was very oh, successful. Good. So, she wanted to pass that along to her listeners and, um, of course, compliment Con and uh, his music selections. Delighted that that went well for yeah, them that's very good. good very and, good and uh, there's uh, a big game tomorrow Ireland and England yeah playing. that's right Back to the, the yeah. soccer given yeah. that Con is uh, a former professional in Ireland <laughs> playing for uh, Cork Celtic 20 years yeah, yeah. No goal uh, one nothing to Ireland at the time before the trouble started we won't talk about the trouble but who scored the goal do you remember wow no that's interesting yeah no no David no. Kelly David Kelly born in Birmingham Sligo. Birmingham <laughs> Right. Born in Birmingham, that's and it's it, yeah. kind of interesting that the whole Jack Grealish thing has happened. Yeah. So, yes, that's right. uh, and yeah. and and David Kelly at the time he said he had no issues. He knew the minute he got the call from Jack, he said, yeah. "I'm so I'm proud. I'm wearing yeah, yeah. the green jersey." Wow, yeah. very good. Yeah. Anyway, and they uh, the the Ireland team just to uh, a lot of people might not not know this, but they played against Northern Ireland behind closed doors on Thursday as a warm up for the game. Zero mm-hmm. zero. All right. That's so no, no action. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good job we didn't have the TVs on. Yeah, that's right. And we're prepping for Scotland now. Anyway. Yeah. So, now, um, a famous O'Connell right here who was a soccer player. I don't know if you know this because it's only really coming to light, but there was a fella called Patrick O'Connell who is responsible almost single-handedly for saving Barcelona Football Club. Yeah. Back in 1936, he played for uh, for Barcelona and uh, the, the Spanish Civil War broke out. And he decided, because they were running out of money, they couldn't keep paying the, the players. He took them on a tour of Mexico and raised $5,000, which is the wow. equivalent of about like 80 grand yeah. now, and, and got them back on their feet. Wow. He was the first Irishman to captain Manchester United. And he was, uh, he was quite an interesting story if That's you look him up. Yeah. So there's a group. He's actually yeah. he died penniless in England, yeah. and there's a group now uh, that are raising funds back in Ireland. To they're going to yeah, yeah, and they're going to present a, a bust of him at the El Clasico next year. Wow! And he also played for Belfast Celtic. Wow. And they're going up there to unveil some stuff on him as well. So it's uh, it's a very interesting story if you look up Patrick O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to save Barcelona. Claim the game. Well, I've been claiming Daniel for a long time, so (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll get add this to the list. Patrick too, yeah, yeah, that's a great story. And of course, Barcelona are playing today in the Champions League final. Big game. Big game. Do you have any uh, insight on that now? Who do you think? No, Juventus are going to be tough to beat. I think so. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. So the Bothy band is. Coming up here yeah, now. the Bothy band is, is coming a, up next, yeah. and um, they. Uh, this is my sop to Sligo, as they say. <laughs> All right, uh, the, it, the, the it's a jig. Uh, I think it's a jig anyway, and it's called the Tar Road to Sligo. Ah.
introducing a lager with substance from Guinness. New Guinness Black Lager. Cold brewed and fire roasted for a taste that truly stands out. Guinness Black Lager. It's a lager less ordinary. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for Saturday, June the 6th. And on June 16th, it's, of course, Bloomsday and something I couldn't believe, but it's the 30th annual Toronto Bloomsday Festival. And there's a whole host of characters here that people would know, including the likes of Kevin Kennedy and our uh, Ethna Heffernan, a favourite on this show. So you have to go out and check this out. It starts bright and early, 8.30am, at least it'll be early for me anyway. Assembly at the TTC Loop Neville Park. And that's Terminus number 501 Queen Street Streetcar. And if I understand this correctly, it's a bit of a moving show here. So uh, there's lots of stuff going on. 8.30, then 9 till 11, there's some readings. And then 11 to noon, there's more readings and music. And that's going to be at the Beaches Library. So uh, check out our website a little bit later. We'll post that. And anybody who's arriving late should give this number a call to find out where the up-to-the-minute location is. 647 309 That's the uh, Bloomsday uh, event that's happening on June the 16th. And then there'll be a a Bloomsday brunch from 12 to 2.30. So make sure you get yourself out for that. And on June the 18th, it's the Brian Dolan Memorial Golf Tournament. That's the Ireland-Canada Chamber of Commerce. It's all happening at Caledon Woods. And you'd want to get your foursome in pretty quick for that. You'll see the likes of Con up there swinging the club. And uh, Mark and myself will be there as well. So... Get your foursome in. It's a shotgun tournament, buffet dinner with uh, with steak and the whole works. And that's 12.30 registration, 1.30 shotgun. Cost is only $600 for a foursome. Or if you're a single and you want to join up, it's only $150. You can contact Kathy Murphy at the chamber, cmurphy at ICCCTO.com. And here's one close to Con's heart. Hello, all the langers. Hey, come on out, friends and all counties. They'll accept anyone at the Cork Nights. It's their annual pub night and it'll take take place at the Galway Arms on Friday June 26th. Now this is a night not to be missed, especially if you like getting up to the mic. Hugo will be the MC, but he's inviting anybody up to uh, sing an old song, tell a story, or uh, or whatever you want to do at the mic. Uh, donations, of course, are all going towards uh, the, uh, the float for next year, the building of the crazy float for the 2016 St. Patrick's Day Parade. So pass the word around, bring a friend if you have one, and uh, join the lads and lassies for from Cork at the Galway Arms on Friday, June 26th. And we'll chat a wee bit more about that uh, in a minute. Sli- uh, I was going to say Sligo, but it's not. It's St. Michael's Hurling and Football Club. I can't get Sligo out of my head. The golf tournament is happening on Saturday, July the 4th. It's also a shotgun tournament, and it starts at 1pm up at Caledon Golf and Country Club. Give Cormac O'Murray a call at 416-762-6127. And uh, you can check out all of these events on our website, saturdayirishradio.com. And uh, you can get all the email addresses and phone numbers that you want. So, uh, Cork big association, night. yeah. Tell us yeah. about this, uh, Con. Well, it's one that we do every year. And obviously the funds go towards making those floats that we do every year. And uh, it's always a great night, um, very casual. Uh, we love to have people come up. It's only $10 to get in. And uh, uh, usually Tom O'Donoghue is the um, the host there. Uh, but uh, he, Tom's unavailable, so Hugo is stepping in. And uh, we just 
just make it as lighthearted as, you know, lots of food, uh, lots of prizes and uh, lots of fun. Great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. I'm sure it'll be a yeah. fantastic night. Yeah. Right. We're going to more, more Joe Brown here. Okay. Joe Brown and the Brothers, as he's called. Uh, the song <laughs> is A Picture of You and it takes me back to the real teen years when um, <coughs> we were, we had a, a soccer team. There were seven, we were 17 year olds and we decided we needed some funds. So we decided to run a thing called a record hop, which would then migrate into a disco, right? But uh, so we we had a record hop. We had 50 people show up. Uh, we then cut little bits of paper, tore them up because there was no social media, handed them around to all the schools. Next week, there were 200 people. The following week, 500 people. So for a couple of years, we were making 25 pounds a night when my father was making 10 pounds a week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so as 18-year-olds, when we would have to travel to Formoy to play a game, we would rent a Mercedes bus. <laughs> we, would, we would have two uniforms, 14 footballs, and we were like the Rolls Royce of football. Brilliant. So, Thank great you. memories. You might have to take credit for so the start of social media. That's here. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but this song is one of those ones, that great jiving tune that everybody loved, you know, so big memories from the 60s there, late 60s. Great stuff. Like early 60s. Excellent. 
have That's to get nice. a picture of you for the room here now after that song. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Cahill Mannion has fired Galway in front 2-5 to a point 15 minutes in. Ooh, Two wow. goals by Cahill Mannion. Wow. Just the tribes men are looking good oh, here. Oh, that's great. Anyway, yeah. it's been great having you on. Well, I oh, really did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it and thank you for giving me the opportunity. I we'll have to have it. an encore, I think. Oh yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to pay more money to ah, get in? I know, I might do it for free <laughs> next time <laughs> now. Yeah. It's been so we'll entertaining. A free pass. Scotland, Ireland, by the way, in the under 20 World Cup, Ireland are leading 18-13, so it's in the second half, so yeah. they're yeah. keeping us uh, tight. Yeah. Very good, very good. Anyone you wanted to say hello to or that, that you haven't covered? Uh, no, haven't covered uh, no, I, no, I think this has been great. I good. really appreciate the opportunity and uh, it's been very enjoyable and it's nice to get some good music on for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yes, done. I try to well keep done. Ken as away, away from the music as much as I can, I'm not taking that yeah. as a slight. And uh, there's a song we're going out with. Is there a story for this song here? Well, no, it's it's actually, um, I don't know, it's a Dixieland kind of song. Um, Wonderful. uh, Chris Barber, jazz band, which was great. There was big news when we were growing up. But the lady is Ottilie Patterson, uh, who sings this, and she's from the north of Ireland. And she actually uh, went and found Chris Barber and his band and asked to sing with them. And uh, they were so impressed that she got the job. And just powerful, powerful voice. And it's a great song. Uh, Hot time, hot time in the old town tonight. Oh, town tonight. Well, listen. Um, hopefully, you'll have a good turnout for the uh, for the Cork Association yeah. event, yeah. and um, we we'll get um, we'll give that another plug next week. For sure. And uh, thanks yeah. for doing this. Thank and, you. Uh, and again, congratulations on the great work at the day at the races and the auction items yeah. that yourself and uh, Catherine did. So appreciate that. Good stuff. Very Thank good. You. Well done. Okay, folks. Slant. That's a wrap. Thank you. for our Irish community can be